So we are gathered here tonight on 11-20-2020 um, at uh, the request of Archangel Michael for doing a global transmission from Archangel Michael uh, as well as light activation. And I want to welcome everybody. My name is Reverend Anna Jones and I'm so happy to have you all participating live this evening and also for all of those who will be listening to this via podcast recording. Um, the recording that I just started will be put up as a free podcast on iTunes as well as on my AnnaJonesOnline.com website uh, in the podcast section of my website. Um, and usually uh, it's taking taking about seven to ten days for me to process it, get it up as a podcast both on iTunes and everything. So um, please bear with me as far as the, the timing of everything. I'm uh, super busy this year, the busiest uh, ever, and um, also this is moving into the busiest time of the year for uh, for my private session work, for all the private readings and private healing sessions that I do one-on-one -on -one with people, as well as all the group events and things that are going to be coming up that I'm excited about. So uh, but we've been doing a series of these messages, so there's already a series of them up on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to the previous messages in this, record, in this recorded series, yet, um, please uh, feel free to do so. Um, the name of the whole podcast is called Celestial Voice. So again, if you go to AnnaJonesOnline.com, click on podcasts, click on Celestial Voice, and then you'll see the whole list of them starting with at the top, which is last month's um, message from October 20th, 2020. And then there's September, and, and then there's August and July, uh, dating all the way back to um, June, I believe is the first one in the series. And then there's also other messages from Archangel Michael that have been up there in the podcast for, for longer that are still timeless, timeless wisdom. So if you haven't listened to the other messages yet and transmissions um, and, the, and the whole energy work that Archangel Michael does uh, during the time that we receive these transmissions from him, not just live, but even through the recordings, um, I highly recommend uh, that you do so. Also, if you do want to listen to them on iTunes, you're welcome to um, just go to your iTunes account, uh, click on podcasts and you should be able to search under it um, under the name Celestial Voice Podcast uh, with Anna Jones. So Celestial Voice Podcast with Anna Jones is how you'll find those uh, podcasts up on up on iTunes, including once this one is up. Once this one is up is ready, um, I will send everybody a email letting everybody know and send out the link um, so you can link to it both either on iTunes or um, on uh, my my website. The other benefit of listening to these uh, recorded uh, podcast messages on iTunes. Uh, the one benefit of doing it through there is that you can subscribe on iTunes and it will notify you actually as soon as it's been posted, sometimes even faster than I'm able to notify you. So um, please take advantage of these free podcasts because this is unusual this year. Um, I have only been offering these monthly uh, free global transmissions uh, since the summer solstice and um, not quite sure 
if it's going to continue or not because I always offer these um, at the, not my choosing, but um, at the, uh, the, the intuitive guidance, the intuitive uh, calling and inspiration that I receive uh, Archangel Michael's request from many, many, many years of um, being in um, a type of clairaudience uh, communication as well as being able to be in a um, relationship with Archangel Michael as one of the trance mediums, uh, one of the trance channels uh, that uh, channels through messages from him. However, the work that I do uh, is not just working with the angels. That's only one part of my ministry. Uh, if you're up on my website, please feel free to uh, also look at my bio page to learn more about me and just look around through the website to see all the different uh, parts of my healing ministry, the different types of uh, healing sessions that I have to offer. Um, most of them, almost all of them exclusively these days through distance work. And um, you'll learn a lot more about um, my life uh, expertise in the different parts of my ministry. By, uh, by just looking around, browsing around through um, that website. But one aspect of my ministry is what I call the angelic ministry and is working with all of the um, angels and higher beings, not just Archangel Michael, in order to um, help humanity and to serve the greater mission of um, love and light and the greater mission of the angels for service to humanity and service to the planet. Uh, for also planetary healing work uh, that this uh, work that I do as part of my angelic ministry is also part of that uh, so this is something that um, I've been called to it's not something that really I consciously chose and said I want to do this as a profession uh, and um, I began doing all of this work that I that I do um, both with my angelic ministry and my healing ministry as well as all of the other parts and parcels of my ministry work that is about being an interfaith ministry minister and helping people just in their spiritual relationship uh, with the divine and their spiritual connection grow deeper in their spiritual connection. I've been doing it all professionally since 1990 uh, and began doing it all at a much, much earlier age, including receiving messages uh, like we're going to be receiving tonight at a much younger age uh, when I began doing uh, laying on of hands healing at the age of 14, which is really my beginning with spiritual healing, my beginning of my journey with what I now call energy healing and energy medicine um, is when I began getting messages from the angels for for other people and at first it was very small messages uh, little clairaudience messages I would call them where I would hear the message and I would be asked to deliver it um, to tell it to somebody else and it started out as just a word or a sentence or a phrase or maybe at most a couple sentences or paragraphs that I felt I was being asked to share with the person whether they understood it or not whether I understood it or not and reluctantly um, the, the, the reluctance in me was very strong to share any of it but when I would uh, it would always help people and it would always be something that um, would either mean something right away or come to mean something later on and so following that guidance um, that I was receiving at a very young age uh, I've developed my abilities um, ever since including using a process that uh, the angels 
gave me many, many years ago, uh, a process we're going to use tonight that I'm going to explain to everybody uh, what that process is. And um, it, basically, when they gave me the process, they said that to continue to use it, it would always work. Uh, so I'm going to continue to use it until they basically either upgrade it or tell me otherwise. There has been upgrades to the process over the years. Uh, most of how my ability worked for uh, actually decades was um, the ability that I have to uh, basically be the channel, be the instrument for um, someone's personal angels and guides to come through, to speak through using my voice as an instrument. And then um, Archangel Michael began speaking through messages for humanity uh, in around 1993. And during that time period, he's been giving me multiple upgrades and asking me to expand that and expanding it to these global transmissions ever since. So this is um, something that I am in awe of. I'm always a student of these messages. Um, I'm always learning things from them. I'm always uh, in awe of uh, the profound love and connection that comes through from Archangel Michael and from all in the angelic realm that uh, are able to channel through at different times um, during the time that these, these upgrades have happened. Also other archangels being able to come through, ascended masters, etc. Uh, over, uh, over the decades now that these upgrades have been coming through. So the work that is at hand now, um, Archangel Michael uh, requested uh, on this monthly basis because of this profound um, time that we're living in, the, the intense nature of this time. I believe, of course, the pandemic plays a role in all of that, although he has not um, ad uh, addressed that too much specifically. He has uh, definitely, I, I believe, in indirectly a lot, um, and he has directly a few times throughout the course of this year and messages for this year, especially back in the spring equinox, by the way. Um, before I started doing these monthly, we were just doing, I was just called to do them on the um, spring and fall equinox and the summer and winter solstices. Um, and so it may in 2021 uh, go back to that. Again, I'm not sure. I won't know until I get that guidance, basically. Um, I won't know until uh, he basically lets me know what his intentions are. And then I um, sometimes one of the reasons why it's a bit confusing and people get a little bit well it's a you know it's a little bit confusing why is it always on the twentieth or you know or, or why is it always on you know this this time period or that time period um, is not my choosing it's basically like I'm saying it's it's not my choice it's it's his choice and I'm just honored to be able to be here with all of you and to be able to uh, facilitate this in fact um, it's not just coming through me the global transmission um, when what he shares about this what Archangel Michael reveals about this is that um, it's a time period, whenever he does these, is a time period in which he's doing a lot of energy work on the planet. Now, why the 20th? Um, I've been asking him this. This has been one of the questions that I've been putting out um, every time, actually. I'm just hoping that he would give us some more insight as to why he's chosen the 20th of every month. Um, I do know that a lot of times uh, he's asked to almost always choose something that's cosmologically aligned, such as the solstices and the equinoxes. Um, and I do know that on the 20th, 21st uh, of every month, right in that time period, right in that window between the 20th and the 21st, is when the sun does enter into a new zodiac sign. So we definitely go into um, a new energy uh, from from that experience. Uh, usually it's right around the time of there's being some kind of energetic shift. Um, there also seems to be something significant that I've honed in around the, the number 20, um, and this being 2020, and him choosing the 
these these those um, to be on the 20th of every month uh, there, there seems to be some numerological significance to that which he hasn't spoken to but again I'm going to put that out there and ask him if he wants to um, speak anything further about this it's because the process uh, includes putting questions forward so uh, there's too many people there's actually for the whole series over 750 people uh, registered now for the whole series so there's just too many people to submit questions. So what I do is I ask the people who are in my Archangel Michael study group, which is um, a smaller group of people, uh, to submit questions. Um, and that study group takes place on the second Tuesday of every month. And what we do is we study these messages. So the message that comes through tonight uh, will be studied and um, there'll be an actual written transcript of it, not just the recording, but uh, for those who participate in the study group, they also receive a written transcript uh, of it uh, that will be part of that study um, and that will be on the second Tuesday in December. So the second Tuesday in December for anybody who wants to participate uh, that's up on my events page of my website. You can still sign up for the study group. You can sign up for just an individual session if you'd like um, to go deeper with these messages and with these teachings that come through these transmissions because these are usually very timeless, very deep, profound teachings that even with one study group, uh, there, there seems like there could be so much more that we could go into. Um, sometimes one message alone uh, can be so deep it feels like we could just do you know multiple sessions in a study group on it, but we do one session in the study group per message. And so this one will be uh, on whatever the subject is that he decides to speak about. And so the process is to um, put questions forward, uh, to never approach them is one of the things that they instructed me to do, to never approach them um, with, of course, um, asking for their help, but asking for their help quite specifically on what it is that wanting help for. So um, I come up with my questions and then I ask some study group participants to, uh, to also submit some questions. So I'm just going to go over... Um, their questions, my questions here in the very beginning, because that's how the process works, is to put all those questions out in the very beginning, and then to guide everybody to participate in a very specific step-by-step -step, um, uh, prayer and invocation process uh, that is then, um, you know, a very detailed kind of uh, guiding you through uh, each and every step, and then um, the transmission will be received as part of that process that I'm going to be guiding us all through. But before I going to explaining that, uh, there's a few things that um, I thought of um, before I share the questions submitted by the study group, in addition to, again, continuing to wanting to, to know if there's any further significance about 20 or 2020 uh, that he wants us to uh, to know about. Um, I, I, I know that we're, in fact, I'm in the process of planning some online events for this, and we're getting ready to go into uh, eclipse season. Uh, and so this is the last st uh, the last transmission that we'll have before we enter into the new eclipse season, which is going to be starting with the lunar eclipse coming up on November the 30th. Um, and after the lunar eclipse, two weeks later, because they often come in pairs, uh, they can come in more than pairs, but they usually come in at least pairs. Eclipses come in pairs. Um, so then two weeks later on the full moon will actually be a solar eclipse. 
um, not visible in the United States, but um, the energies of that alignment uh, impacts everybody and the, 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 the powerful connections of those eclipses and the energies of those eclipses uh, have an impact on all of us. So I would invite him in my questions, um, since this is the message that will precede the beginning of those eclipses, um, if there's anything that he wants to share with us uh, in preparation for those eclipses, anything about the energy of them that um, he might want to make us aware of that's unique or anything that he uh, wants to guide us to do. There's been sometimes some very specific instructions that have come through these messages over the years about uh, certain um, meditations or spiritual practices uh, that have been recommended at certain sacred times, uh, which uh, eclipses are sacred times. Full moons, new moons are always, uh, I, I feel, part of the sacred natural rhythm of time. Um, but then when you add to that these alignments that allow for these eclipses to take place, um, then that's even more so. And then, of course, the eclipse season, similar to last year, only not quite as profound as last year, but it's still a very similar. Uh, it's 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 got new, different energies, but it's also got similarities. Um, after the, the lunar eclipse on the 30th of November, followed by the solar eclipse on the December the 14th, um, then then we will um, be, be having another cosmological uh, event and alignment happening on the winter solstice, uh, which is called the Grand um, Conjunction, the Saturn-Jupiter Grand Conjunction. Um, on the day of the winter solstice, which are very, very powerful uh, combinations of energies we haven't experienced. I think I just looked it up today. It was like something like 397 years since we've experienced a grand conjunction where Jupiter and Saturn have come into this close of union with each other. Um, there will be one message, the final message in this series, actually, uh, right on the eve of that. So I'm not sure if Archangel Michael wants to say anything about it tonight, but I Throw, put the question out there in case he does. Um, again, in preparation uh, between now and then, especially as the eclipses uh, build the energy that will basically be a, 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 an energy wave uh, that, that that sweeps in, uh, the, sweeps out the old energy and brings in the new energy leading up to the winter solstice, which is um, of course the darkest uh, day of the year, but it's also the celebration of the return of the light uh, because it's also the time period where we have the darkest longest night but then um, the days start to get longer after the winter solstice so uh, we are um, basically I'm already starting to feel the energies building um, I'm feeling the energies getting stronger even just recently I just felt a shift um, very uh, much tuned into the cosmological uh, energies I've been uh, leading events sacred ceremonies rituals, pilgrimages, retreats, etc. at times of cosmic alignments and cosmic events and celestial events since 1987 uh, on the Harmonic Convergence, which was the first time I led any kind of group um, um, type of meditation even. So uh, these uh, doing things at these sacred times is very important to me. So I'm very tuned into feeling those energies and feeling those energy shifts. And I just wanted to ask him um, if there's something he wants to speak of uh, regarding um, 
um, the, the time period between now and then. And of course, uh, all of this is with our, um, our holidays coming in, right? So we got uh, Thanksgiving coming up next week. Uh, if, if there's anything that he wants to share uh, in regards to that. In fact, I was thinking about gratitude um, and he has spoken before as gratitude as a virtue. And uh, last month, um, uh, one of the, um, actually three of the messages that got submitted by the people from the study group, three of the of the questions, I'm sorry, three of the questions um, had to do with the subject of, of, of virtues because Archangel Michael had mentioned them. And then last month he went into elaborate uh, detail, uh, one of the best messages I've ever heard him deliver on the subject of um, co-creating in our lives by living the virtues, living, living the virtues, li living virtuous life, um, and, uh, giving some very, very elaborate details into some of the virtues. And before I've heard him describe gratitude as one of the, the virtues in so, a last month, he, he didn't really touch on it, but I wondered if he wanted to touch on it this month, if there's anything further that he wanted to say with us about gratitude, because Thanksgiving is going to be right before the, the eclipse season begins and all this new energies, again, the old energy sweeping out the new energies coming in. Um, so if, again, if you wanted to say anything about the virtues, if you wanted to say anything uh, about specifically the virtue of gratitude, um, that would also be welcomed. And um, there was questions from the uh, study group members last month about that. So um, and actually, last month's message, not only was it a fantastic teaching that he gave on the virtues, but he literally said that he could uh, speak volume about some of these virtues and I felt it so strongly when he was saying it there was so much depth there um, when he was saying that he could speak volumes just on I think it was truthfulness was one of the ones they said he could speak volumes on but I think he was referring to all of that I really felt like I wanted to give him as much opportunity as possible to explain further really what the energies of these virtues are and really what we're how we are supposed to be using them how we are supposed to be creating, co-creating with them. Um, and so if he doesn't want to use the time tonight for speaking further about that, because there's also a lot of other questions that got submitted, um, then I would actually ask him to um, maybe guide me to figure out how to give him that opportunity because I, I also felt like I really wanted to find a way or figure out a way to give him that opportunity to speak as much as he wanted to speak um, on that subject. So those are my questions. That's the things that I wanted to put out there. So let's look at some of the things that got submitted real quick and then we're going to get into the transmission itself. So other questions for Archangel Michael uh, from study group members. So um, there's a couple of specific questions uh, actually three questions that got submitted by one member. Um, they're kind of detailed and very specific, so I'm just going to read through them. One question says, could Archangel Michael explain the yamas and the niyamas in yogic philosophy and their relationship to the virtues? So again, a question about the virtues and how the yamas and the niyamas from the yoga philosophy connects to that. So that's a very specific question. Again, I'm just putting it out there. That's that's the instruction is like, we're just going to put it out there and he could choose to answer them or not answer them it's again it's not my choosing it's not it's his choice as to um and also he can choose to how much depth or not to go into the other question is could he discuss plato's plato's allegory of the cave and how this could help us during the time of the pandemic that's a very interesting question uh, if archangel michael could discuss the plato's allegory of the cave and how this helps us during the pandemic 
And so then um, another question from um, that same person, uh, which got asked last time, but he didn't answer it at all, I don't believe. I, maybe he did and I just didn't uh, catch it, but I, I, I'm also very curious about it, is on the subject of entrainment. If he could explain uh, entrainment to us, which is an energetic phenomena. Um, so if he could explain from his perspective what entrainment is um, and how we could be more effectively uh, using it, working with it, um, etc. So the, that's from that study group participant. Um, and then from another study group participant, again, he does, he's not necessarily, he could, he could decide to answer all these questions, but he, he may hoe in on certain ones. Um, so we have the, the questions of, uh, could he speak more about the virtues, which I already put out there? Could he speak more about the universal laws and perhaps even um, tell us a list of them? Um, that's an interesting question. He's definitely spoken many times on the universal laws, but a list of them would be um, helpful to have and work off of. Um, also the question of, uh, could he uh, speak more about sacred geometry and um, how we are meant to use it? Uh, the subject of sacred geometry, how we are meant to use it. Um, then the next question is, um, could we ask again about how to best serve in regards to the global pandemic? So that's a question there about being of service during this global pandemic. And um, then the final question from this participant has to do with dark night of the soul and that it's a theme that she's been hearing come up a lot lately. She was wondering if it would be better to call it dark night of the ego mind, which I think is an interesting question. Um, and any other uh, description that he wanted to give us tell us about in regards to the subject of the dark night of the soul. And um, then a question from another study group member that actually got submitted last month, but I think I might have skipped over it. Uh, has to do with the shadow and um, the, the the shadow of our of our unconscious uh, working with the inner shadow the outer shadow which is also interesting I actually I find that this this question also relates to the question submitted about Plato the allegory of Plato's cave I also think it, it um, has uh, something to do with the dark night of the soul so there seems to be uh, some theme going on there in the questions one question here about the shadow and how to, um, you know, understand it, uh, how to, is, is, is there more that he can tell us? Is there more that we need to know? Um, especially like what, uh, how do we think and act and source love and light when faced with shadow activity was a very specific part of this question. What does love look like and detachment look like when facing actions and words that appear to cause harm that are shadow action, that are shadow based activities? Um, and uh, if he could find, uh, just give us some specific uh, explanations as to what more we need to know and what dynamics are coming into play about that. So a lot of those questions about um, dealing with the shadow, working with the shadow. So that seems to correlate to me with uh, the dark night of the soul question also uh, connects to the Plato allegory of the cave con connection. So there's a synchronicity <laughs> um, that there were three questions that I think are all somehow connected. So we'll see if he connects them if he I'm just putting them all out there releasing them and that's it that covers them all now we've gone through all of the the questions and all of the intro that I wanted to do so let me just explain the process we're going to be using for tonight so the rest of the process we're now going to go through together and it's really you get the best you get the best as far as what it whatever light he wants to activate in you whatever light he's activating 
and the planet, um, including if you're listening to this in a recording, if you, if you participate and go through this process as I'm guiding you to do so, um, you'll get the most out of it at this time period. Um, they're called transmissions because he's not just bringing it through me. The vocal part of the transmission is going to be coming through my voice. It's my voice. He's going to be uh, using it as an instrument to speak the vocal part of the transmission, but this is a whole energy transmission, light transmission, light activation that he's sending to the, the earth that is sending to humanity that is sending to all of you directly not through me directly I'm just one of the people receiving it and I'm letting my, my myself be used as an instrument for a vocal part of that transmission to be uh, delivered so um, he's sending it to all of you individually so going through the process and being a participant and not just an observer but actually participating as I'm guiding you through this process um, is going to give you the best experience of what Ever he's transmitting directly to you. Many people uh, report to me just um, hundreds, thousands over the years. I've done thousands and thousands of angel uh, and spirit guide readings and, and, and healing sessions. You know that, that they feel uh, the, the the energies of the angels coming through, especially during the transmissions, uh, but even during the healing sessions. They can be these transmissions can be healing sessions they, for you. You can feel energy work sometimes being done on you. That's also something that many people do report um, as they feel that there's uh, you know things being lifted from them that there's light that there's sometimes th times in which they feel that he's speaking directly to them even though he's speaking to all of us as a group and there's literally people calling in from all over around the world um, and and definitely around the United States where the majority of everybody is calling in from but there are people calling in from all over the world to participate in this global uh, circle of light that we're creating here tonight and definitely when it goes out through the podcast to become this uh, global message transmission to humanity. So please participate as I guide us through this process and explain it to you. It's um, basically it's four things done in five steps. Uh, those four things are praising, asking um, and thanking and receiving. So those are the four things, praising, asking, thanking and receiving. Um, and then I bring it back full circle um, by doing praising again. So the, the fifth step, so five steps. Um, so four things done in five steps. So praising, asking, thanking, receiving, and then bringing it back full circle to praising once again. The praising is the invocation directly of um, the divine presence. Uh, the invocation that they've given me to use um, is a very specific invocation um, and when I'm channeling the archangels to use the archangel name as part of that invocation praise. Um, so the praise chant uh, is Mikael, 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 which is a pronunciation of Archangel Michael's name. There are many different pronunciations throughout the world of Michael's name. It's only Michael in the English language. Um, so this is a pronunciation, Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. Um, so and we, when we are um, using this in the praise chant, we're invoking not only Archangel Michael uh, with it, but it's a praise is an expression of love. Basically, it's a connection uh, through love. And so we're also connecting to that loving um, presence of the divine that um, Archangel Angel Michael is an emissary of, that he is a messenger of, and that he is a representative of, because the name Michael or Mikael uh, literally means he who is like unto God or he who is like God. So uh, there's literally this uh, aspect of the divine that is being invoked through, um, through his name and through that part of the praise chant. 
And so then the rest of the praise chant is Adonai, uh, which is a Hebrew name for God, and Elohim, uh, which is um, a Hebrew name for the divine, for God, that is plural, that uh, includes um, all of creation, and the angels say it includes them, and that they are part and parcel of that divine Elohim. Um, So Adonai, Elohim, Adonai, Eloheinu, another Hebrew name for God, and then Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. So that's the whole praise chant. Um, I will be chanting it out loud. Uh, You're all muted. If you want to chant it out loud with me, that's absolutely fine. Please feel free to do so. Um, If you want to just do it silently, that's fine too. Uh, It's best, however, if you participate, again, not just be an observer, but participate um, in in that that part of making that connection, making that connection with that that, uh, divine presence that's that's there uh, in that love connection through that praise connection. Because praise is not just about you know, um, it's not anything at all about ego. It has to do with an expression of love and a connection through through love and a connection being made through the sacred sound vibrations of these divine names. So then once the praising, I'll do that for a little while, however long feels intuitively right to me. Um, then I'll go into the asking uh, and I'll guide us through very specifically to again ask you to participate with me in calling in Archangel Michael and um, just a very specific kind of step-by-step Part of the way that I do the asking um, and then the thanking so um, gratitude moving into gratitude again I'll ask you all to participate with me in a gratitude prayer um, and then um, we'll go into the receiving so after the thanking and the asking I'll just guide us seamlessly into the receiving and for the receiving for each of you uh, the best thing to do is just to relax um, to let the recording there's a there's two recordings there's a back recording and a backup recording so one of them will be one of them will be good uh, to let the recording once you receive that basically be your note uh, to uh, take notes maybe afterwards or something you'll re- you'll get the most out of this if you just allow yourself to receive whatever it is that he wants to transmit directly to you um, again because he's making a direct connection to you not just through me um, and uh, it's during that receiving time that the vocal part of the transmission comes through and that he'll he'll speak uh, uh, through that vocal part and uh, he'll speak for however long he needs to speak for, which is why I never know how long these sessions are going to last. I can never give you an exact uh, time as to when it's going to end. Um, and then he'll usually say goodbye uh, or he'll end just in some way or else he'll just go silent. Um, and then um, it's my awareness comes back. Uh, and it's like I basically expand my energy out to allow his energy to come in and then my awareness comes back in and then I will um, guide us to do a little bit of gratitude. I don't like to just do praise only at the end. I actually even feel so grateful and thankful for these messages that um, I'll throw in also a little bit of gratitude as well as praise and the praise at the end is will be much shorter um, and it's a much shorter praise chant. It's just a, an abbreviated uh, praise chant of Adonai Elohim just by itself. So I'll guide you to participate with me in uh, bringing the whole process full circle again um, and doing the Adonai Elohim after he's done speaking. And that'll bring us up fully up out of the meditation after that. And the first thing I like to do when I'm coming up out of the meditation is I like to share with you if there's anything that I saw, if there's anything that I felt, um, if there's anything that really stood out to me that either went in addition to what was being said, uh, because sometimes there's 
entire visuals that go along with uh, some of these, sometimes very di vi vivid, detailed, elaborate visuals that come uh, go along with some of these. Um, I'm hearing it at the same time that you're hearing it. I am witnessing. Um, basically, I'm, uh, it's, it's as if I've uh, stepped aside. Some part of me uh, steps out, so to speak, and so that his energy can come in, expanding outwards so that his energy can come in. But I'm present to it all, um, hearing it at the same time you're hearing it. Um, but I also can see and feel things that um, that he's sharing and sometimes even see and feel things that he's describing so I'll attempt to do anything in the that last part <clears throat> once I brought out all of us out of the meditation I'll attempt to describe any of that that I can to you all um, before we'll get off the phone with each other we'll be complete for the night right after that okay um, so let's go ahead and get ourselves ready Let's begin by, um, I want everybody to get into a comfortable position. I'm fine if you lay down, but, but because this does go deep, it's deep work, and it's go, and he can take you very deep. If you're really tired, you might want to choose to sit up, because sometimes people uh, report to me that they, they, they went too deep and they fall asleep. Of course, you can always go back and listen to the recording again, but um, you can either sit down or lay down, but I want everybody to get themselves into a comfortable position for the invocation, step-by-step -step, uh, praise and prayer process and for the receiving of the transmission. So getting yourselves comfortable, I'm gonna do the same thing for myself. I'm also gonna take a drink of water, so bear with me here. Okay. All right, so in your comfortable position, the first thing we're gonna do is, <clears throat> I'm gonna close our eyes. I like to begin all of these just by getting us to center ourselves first. Just let's just center ourselves first by taking some long, slow, deep breaths. long, slow, deep breathing. Now we're going to begin the praise chant. And again, you're all muted, so you can do it silently or out loud, whatever you prefer. But please join in with me. Mikaya. Mikael, 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 Adonai. 
Adonai Eloheinu Mikael 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 Adonai Elohim Adonai Eloheinu Mikael 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 Adonai Elohim Adonai Eloheinu Mikael 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 Mikael, 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 Adonai Elohim, Adonai Eloheinu, Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. Deep inhale. And exhale. And now we're going to move into the asking. So some very specific invocation parts of the prayer. I want you to all join in silently with me as I take us through the steps of this prayer process. Next, I want us to silently call upon the presence of divine love and divine light in whatever way feels right to each one of us individually. And ask that we be protected and connected through a circle of love and light. That wherever we are in time or in space, Wherever we are in location, that we be united in a circle of love and a circle of light. And the light within our soul, the light within this world be fully activated through this transmission today. And specifically, Again and now in an individual way, I want us all to silently call out to Archangel Michael, ask for Archangel Michael to be fully present with us here today in our circle of love and light. Ask for his presence to be fully present with us and for his presence to be fully present with all upon the earth. and ask for him to deliver his full transmission to the earth and to humanity and all that he wishes to awaken and to activate all that he wishes to help heal ask him to hear what's on our hearts and what's on our minds and to hear the questions that I've put forth tonight, both from me personally as well as from others. 
ask him to hear those questions and to speak to us any answers, any guidance, any insight in response to those questions. And silently, let's all give Archangel Michael permission to speak freely to us about anything that he feels is for our highest good to know right now. And we're going to move into the thanking. And so first, let's just feel gratitude in our hearts for Archangel Michael, for the role that he plays in our individual lives, known and unknown to us, for the role that he plays upon the earth and for all of humanity and for all beings, known and unknown to us. Let's just feel gratitude for that and take a moment of silent prayer to send out our gratitude, offering our gratitude directly to Archangel Michael for all that he does and all that he is. And then let's focus on our gratitude prayers, sending it out directly to the divine now. Just sending our gratitude prayers for all of the blessings of life, for the blessing of life itself, and all the blessings in our lives. Just sending out our personal gratitude prayers now directly to the divine for all that we are thankful for. Taking a moment to do so. And then we're going to deepen our breathing. We're going to let ourselves relax even more now. We're finished with the asking and the thanking, and now we're going to move into the receiving. So I want you to just relax into a receptive meditative state, allowing yourself to receive the full energy transmission coming directly to you from Archangel Michael. And going into a listening meditation where you're able to listen and to receive all that comes through in the vocal transmission. I'm going to go deeper now into my silent meditation. Until the next words will be the message and the vocal transmission coming through.
from my heart to yours. I send my light. I fill you and lift you. During this time, to assist you now and moving forward. With all of the love and wisdom and power vested in me, know that you are being carried. You are being protected. And I am doing everything within my power to help you all stay connected to the light that casts no shadows and the love that knows no bounds. to that infinite source of all virtues, of all that is virtuous. This is my role and it is the role of every angel, of every archangel, of all in the angelic realms and the angelic orders and of any evolved and advanced spiritual beings. Those who are truly servants of love, servants of the light, the light, the light that casts no shadows, the eternal light of all that is. Those of us who are truly such servants are always working, serving, to lift you up, to illuminate, and to help you stay connected, to move deeper and deeper into connection, connection within yourselves, body, mind, emotions, and spirit. Connection with each other, regardless of how many differences there may be and the vast diversity that there is amongst you. That diversity does not exist to disconnect you. It exists to connect you. It is not what disconnects you. It is not what pulls you apart. Diversity is actually what you all have in common. Your uniqueness is what you all have in common. The fact that each and every one of you are completely unique.
and yet you are also simultaneously one with and indivisible from each other as one connected and interconnected family of brothers and sisters, family of spirit, family of light. And those who are truly operating in the light seek to always honor those connections, honor that diversity, and have everybody connect further, respect further and further, deeper and deeper, broader and broader, that oneness and that diversity that is so sacred. It is I, the Archangel Michael. Serving humanity with my whole heart and soul. That chooses to deliver this message to all of you today, but that will ripple through the energy fields because every sound, sound is energy, everything is energy. So every sound, every sound that is audible, every sound that is made, even that is in, in the inaudible range that ripples through the sound fields, ripples infinitely through those energy fields. So long past this time and this space, the wisdom, the truth, the love, the light ripples forth. And yes, it is to ripple forth and prepare you for the new stages of the new dawn that is rising. I have been speaking through this channel for decades now about the great shift of the ages that is taking place in your lifetimes. And over the last eight years that a new dawn is rising, a new dawn has arrived and the stages of the dawn are underway. In 2012, I spoke through this channel, among others, and revealed that 2020, eight years ago speaking, that 2020 would be one of the major shifts taking you into a new stage of that new dawn. And everything that you are experiencing is part of that shift. But there's so many deep understandings of this that cannot be easily explained 
And so it is very important that you seek to have deep realization, deep understanding of any of these things that I am speaking of here today. And not just take spiritual wisdom, spiritual truths on the surface level. Not just work with them on the surface level. Every dawn has its stages. You can watch it with your physical eyes. Literally sit somewhere where you can watch the rising sun. And you'll see that before the sun even crests the horizon, there are all of these early stages of the early dawn. The great shift of the ages that is happening and occurring, it is large, very large cycles of time, very large cycles of karma that have taken place for the collective of humanity throughout those large cycles of time that is coming complete and that is beginning. And then this next stage of the dawn, things will grow lighter, but there are still lots of shadows that appear everywhere and that are seen everywhere in those early, early stages of the dawn. In fact, in some of those early stages of the dawn, which is where humanity is at right now. It can appear as if those shadows are very dark and as if there is more darkness than there is light in some of those early stages in this early stage. And I am to remind you all that just as it is darkest before the dawn and just as there are these early dawn stages where the shadows can seem very prominent and very strong and it can seem as if there is still more shadow than there is light, that the light is still increasing and that there is always hope and there is always the promise of the rising of the new day. The rising of what is rising within you. And so you must give attention to that which is arising within you. Including those things within your own shadow that you all must look at and face so that that light which is arising within you can also prevail. What is called and referenced as the dark night of the soul is not literally something that the soul goes through, but yes, is something that the mind, the emotions, even the body and the spirit can all go through and experience. 
because who you are is an eternal soul. An eternal soul, an eternal soul of love. An eternal soul of all-encompassing love, all-encompassing unconditional light. This is your true nature. It always has been. It will always be the true nature of your soul. There is nothing that can diminish that in this world. There is nothing and no one that can take that away from you. And there is no experience that you can have that can diminish or weaken that light of your soul, that love of your soul. So the dark night of the soul is not the soul going dark. The dark night of the soul is the shadow, the shadow that obstructs it, like an eclipse, or like your nighttime that you experience every 24-hour cycle. There is a shadow that happens when the light of the sun is obscured and you experience it as night. Has the sun disappeared? No. Is the sun gone? No. Is the sun no longer shining? Does the light no longer exist? No. Because the shadow is never the absence of the light. It is not the void of light. The shadow is an obstruction. An interaction between light and matter. When light interacts with matter, a shadow is cast. And when that shadow is in your own psyche, when the light of your soul and the divine light that is ever present within you and ever present moving, living your life in this world interacts with matter, the matter of the material world, the matter of your bodies, the dense matter that is there, then a shadow exists. The same thing within the mind, when the light of the mind and the light that is able to shine through the mind interacts with the density of your material mind field, your mind energy, density especially of your egos, then a shadow is cast. And it is present in all of you. It is ever present until one becomes fully enlightened and fully illuminated. And what I can tell you about identifying stages and levels of those who are enlightened is that those who are most enlightened are not the ones who will tell you that they are most enlightened because they are living the virtues. They are living the virtues co-creating with the virtues to the fullest and the virtue of humility is one of the most advanced virtues in those who do reach heightened states of illumination, heightened states of realization, self-realization, soul-realization, God-realization. 
and those who reach levels of enlightenment have increasing levels of humility that go along with that. Those that are always putting themselves first, those who are always seeking to brag about themselves and their own accomplishments, those who are always putting their ego and their ego concerns above others, these are not signs of enlightenment. These are not signs of spiritual maturity. They are signs that shadow work is still needed. They are signs that shadow work is at play. They are signs that more compassion is needed, that more of the applying of the virtues, that going deeper into the knowledge of the virtues and the living of the virtues is absolutely needed and necessary. One of those most important virtues being humility, because without humility, you can never see through the shadows. Without humility, you will not choose to see beyond them. And there are many teachings throughout the world. And the question asked today about the allegory Plato's allegory of the cave. It is one out of many teachings. There are even older ancient teachings coming from indigenous traditions about the shadow and about the choice that you all eventually must make. to come out of the shadow, to clear it, to bring that which is in the shadow out into the light. To receive the blessing that that brings. Not just for yourself individually, but for all that you are part and parcel of, for all that you are connected and interconnected with. Because every time you face something within your own shadow and you bring it out into the light, and that's how you clear the shadow. The only way to remove a shadow is to shine the light upon it. The only way the shadows clear, the shadows removed, is by bringing in and shining the light even brighter. So the dark night of the soul is a time when the soul and the light of the soul is being obstructed by your emotions or being obstructed by your ego or being obstructed by pain and sorrow and suffering that can also be felt on the physical level. The dark night of the soul is when there is something on the physical, emotional, or mental, or even on the spiritual level, 
because the spirit and the soul are one with one another, but they are not the same as each other. The soul is who you are. The spirit is the emanation of who you are. It is the energetic emanation of who you are, the energetic expansion of who you are. So there are still things that can happen to your spirit. There can even be wounding that can happen to your spirit. Something that has happened, something that is transpiring physically, mentally, emotionally, or on the level of the spirit that acts as an obstruction to the light of the soul. That creates a shadow so that that light of the soul does not seem to be there, is not being felt, is not being connected with that you do not feel the connection to it, to that infinite bliss that is your true nature, that infinite wisdom that is your true nature, that infinite love that is your true nature. It appears to be obstructed. And everybody experiences them to some degree, some experience them, they do not even know that they're experiencing what is called the dark night of the soul because it is mild in some cases. It is not earth shattering, meaning that it does not change your whole world or change your reality. But there are some dark nights of the soul that are on all of those levels, physical, emotional, mental, and on the level of the spirit, that can be so profound that they literally, they literally shake up your reality. They shake you to your core. They literally shake you your, to your core, your beliefs, your ideas, and your ideologies your whole perspective of reality for the purpose of transformation, not for the purpose of chaos or for the purpose of confusion. And this should never be something that is consciously done. Those who are master manipulators can do things to try to consciously try to facilitate such shadow experiences to create chaos and for the sake of chaos. And there is great karma involved in this when it is done for the purpose of manipulation, when it is done to others and when it is being done with ill intention. But for most people, the vast majority of people that experience it, they experience varying degrees of it. But you are going through, yes, what I have called in my previous messages, a great karmic reckoning. What I have called in my previous messages, a great shadow clearing on the collective level, facing not just your individual shadow, not just your individual karma that is all being brought up at this time period in preparation for the next stage of the dawn that is coming, but your collective one. 
because it is one thing to go through a dark night of the soul on the individual level and it is something else entirely to go through it on a collective level. And yet that is exactly what is happening for all of you. As a part of this dark night of the soul for humanity, it amplifies everything. It amplifies all of your insecurities. It amplifies everything that is there in your own shadow experience. It amplifies wounds that have been left unhealed, whether it be emotional, psychological, or wounds to your spirit. It will amplify them. And what you all must do is work together. It becomes increasingly more important as you move closer and closer to this upcoming winter solstice. It will continue to need to be because it is not that the winter solstice is the end of this collective dark night of the soul, but at least a new stage will begin the next stage of the dawn for the earth, for humanity, will rise, will begin. And there will be a lighter energy that you'll begin to feel. But it does not mean that everything will be over, everything will be complete. But there is a apex being reached. a culmination, a amplification of it all coming to a culmination point at the time of the winter solstice that is coming. A major time of completion. And it is not just the winter solstice of 2020. It is also the energies combined with it, yes, of the Grand Conjunction. A Grand Conjunction of Jupiter, a Grand Conjunction of Saturn, in and of itself, has profound implications energetically on all of you, known and unknown. Add to that grand conjunction the fact that the solstice is happening and that this particular solstice is happening. There are so many that are intuiting to mean more than it means. There are so many that are intuiting and predicting things that it is not to be interpreted as and that it is not to be predicted as. It is powerful enough as it is. You do not need to try to make something more. You just need more understanding and more greater depth. Depth of insight, depth of knowledge, depth of wisdom, depth of connection. Go deeper. Go deeper. That's what all of this is for right now. Everything happening in your world 
including what all of you must do in response to the global pandemic. You must respond by going deeper. Not deeper into what others think. Deeper into truth, wisdom, science, which is a whole other type of wisdom and logic, as well as intuition. And go deeper into your own being and do not be afraid of what you are looking at there and of what you need to look at within yourselves because you must go within more than ever. Working with the feminine energy, going into yourself, working with the receptive energy penetrating deeper within yourself, doing the inner work on yourselves that is necessary. Because the only way you can all affect the collective level of the clearing of the shadow, the collective clearing and rising out of the dark night of the soul that's affecting you all collectively is by individually doing the inner work. doing the inner, inner work and looking at what is there inside each of your shadow that is there to face. There is not freedom taken away by doing so. There is not freedom taken away by anything that is happening. And there are so many right now who are afraid of losing freedom. You must understand what freedom is and where it originates from. Honoring each other, caring for each other, being compassionate towards each other, uniting with one another to solve your problems and to rise into the solutions, to be the change, to be the solutions that you need in this world. It is not in any way, shape or form limit any of your freedoms and freedom has nothing to do with the external freedom has nothing to do with the external ultimately it manifests externally and yes i am in every sense of the word understanding that you experience it externally but it is not where it is from it is not where it originates from and it is not where it is sourced from. It is sourced from within. If you want to be free of the pandemic, it doesn't mean that you freely do anything and everything you want to do. It means you free yourself internally. You free that is which is within your shadow and you work together collectively, loving each other, being compassionate with each other, aiding, supporting one another in any way you possibly can in selfless service to humanity, in selfless service to the earth. And together you rise. And the freedom that is there inside of you Freeing yourself from your fears, freeing yourself from your wounds. 
freeing yourself from the things that are within your collective shadow, many of you from your own past life experiences. Many of you have had past life experiences where you weren't serving humanity willingly. You were forced into servitude and there's shadow reactions to that and there's karma reactions that all of you have and there's karma that all of you have to clear regarding the subject of forced servitude but you cannot just react to that and you cannot just rebel to that Rebelling against that does not clear the shadow of that. What clears the shadow of forced servitude is free will choice of selfless service. Free will choice of unconditional love that moves someone to selflessly serve, not just selflessly serving yourselves. Not even selflessly serving each other, but selflessly serving humanity, selflessly serving the earth and all beings on the earth because you are one with all beings. You are not just one with each other. And so what does it mean to selflessly serve? Service is a virtue. Selflessness is a virtue. And yes, there are teachings about this that the ancient yogis understood and there are teachings that all of the ancient indigenous peoples and all of the ancient teachings of the world religions what emerged as the world religions and their ancient mystical forms understood the virtues and had understandings of them and systems for helping to live them and apply them seek those systems apply them but applying the virtue of service, applying the virtue of selflessness, and applying them together, selfless service. This is something that we in the angelic realm have great knowledge of and mastery of. This is what we do. It is why we do it. It is how we do what we do. So it is what we do, it is why we do it, and it is how we do it. Selflessly serving humanity and the earth. So what does it mean to selflessly serve? Is it a question that did not get asked here today, but is the question that I ask and put forward today and that I ask all of you. Does it mean that you lose yourself in that process? Absolutely not. 
that is not true selflessness. On the multiple occasions in which this channel has asked for clarification regarding selflessness, I have reminded her repeatedly, as I will remind all of you today, that in order to be selfless, in order to selflessly serve, you have to have a self to give. This doesn't mean that you put everything and everyone else above yourself. That's not what selflessly serving means. It doesn't mean that you make yourself the last priority and that everything and everyone else's needs are more important than your own. That is not what it means. That is not what it means to selflessly serve others. But it also doesn't mean to put your own needs and priorities above everyone else's either. To put your own ideas, your own opinions, your own beliefs, even your own beliefs and perceptions that you formed, that you believe are even coming from your own intuitions, to put them above everyone else's either. True selflessness is seeing with equal vision. I will repeat this because it is so important for you to understand. True selflessness means seeing with equal vision. Seeing your selves equal. And seeing with equal vision means seeing through the heart. Seeing through the eyes of love. Seeing through the eyes of compassion. In this series of messages that I've been delivering, I spoke about this quite at length a few months ago regarding the subject of seeing each other through the heart not just with your physical eyes. To see with equal vision so that you can truly selflessly serve is to see through the heart, is to see through compassion, to see others through the lenses of the virtues. You can apply the virtues over your lenses of perception. Think of it as putting on glasses, as an analogy. If you put on a pair of rose-colored glasses, you see everything around you with a pinkish glow and a pinkish hue. If you put on golden tinted glasses, you see everything around you with a golden tint and a golden perspective. You can apply to your inner vision the lenses, the lens filters of the virtues. You can see through patience apply the virtue of patience to your vision. You can see 
through the lens of empathy. Apply the lens of empathy to your vision. You can see through compassion. Apply the lens of compassion to your vision. When you are doing so, when you are seeing through the perception that the virtues give you, when you are applying the virtues to what your vision is, you are seeing through the heart. You are seeing through equal vision. So to be selfless is to not to put yourself or see yourself above everyone else, nor below everyone else. This enables you to be truly selfless in the true meaning of the word. If you put yourself below everyone else, then you will deplete yourself, you will drain yourself, you will deplete your resources, you will become depleted to the point where you feel that you have nothing left to give. There is no self left to give. If you put yourself above everyone else, then what you do and how you act and what you decide and what you choose and how you treat others comes across much more to people as being selfish rather than being selfless. Even if your intention is to be selfless. Even if it is in your heart to be selfless. And there are many different varying degrees of selfishness. Just because you may not be experiencing extreme levels of selfishness does not mean that there still may not be some there within the shadow that needs to be worked on and addressed. When you bring your vision into equal vision, when you see yourself and all things in equal vision, and all beings in equal vision, and each other in equal vision, and God and your relationship with the divine and your relationship with spirit and the universe, all with equal vision, everything can be done from the heart and it can be true service on a whole other level and it doesn't even matter at this point in time if all of you even know what your specific unique service is whatever service that you do whatever service you're performing Whatever service you're engaged in, day in and day out, seek right now, during this time period of the dark night of the soul and during the new dawn, the next stage of the new dawn that is rising, rising into lighter and brighter times ahead. Seek to serve everything that you do in your service selflessly.
seek to do it with equal vision through the eyes of the heart and not just seeing with the heart as I have described but also listening with the heart because once you see with equal vision you can serve more selflessly and if you are really truly listening not just through your ego and what your ego wants there's so much that your ego wants that it's not willing to give up and that's natural for the ego to feel that way but you are not your ego and you're not being asked ultimately to give up anything by anything that's happening right now you're being asked to surrender selflessness is a virtue service is a virtue surrender is a virtue so to serve your highest good and the highest good of all beings use the virtues apply them and for emerging through this dark night of the soul selflessly serve in deep surrender surrender is the solution to the ego's resistance the ego will fight it will rebel it will do everything in its power to not let go of control of your mind and of the grasp that it has on your identity of making you think that you are your ego you are your mind it's not who you are and the ego will resist and will never give up but that's okay because you don't need it to give up you just need to surrender which is not giving up it's giving it over surrender does not mean in any way shape or form when it comes to the spiritual virtue of surrender the spiritual practice of surrender it does not mean in any way shape or form giving up it means giving it over giving it over you cannot do everything you are not the doer you are the co-creator the co-creator and so you must also surrender to the higher plan the higher purpose the higher calling the higher calling that is coming to all of you to surrender into selfless service to each other to surrender into selfless service and unity to harmonize this is not 
a time to respond to the ego and the lower vibrational shadow responses of division. It is not a time to go into division or to go into fighting. Not even a spiritual warrior fights the way that the ego wants to fight. The type of fight of a spiritual warrior is strength and determination, perseverance, resolve. These also being virtues. A deep, deep resolve. But the spiritual warriors know how to surrender. They know the value of that virtue. And again, it is also not possible to surrender without deep acceptance, without patience. What you will learn, the more that you all work more consciously with the virtues, is that they all work together in synergy. The more you use the virtues, they synergize. They are energies that you all have to use, to work with, to co-create with in this reality. As co-creators of this reality, they are energies that work in synergy with one another. I defined patience as a deep acceptance of what is, while simultaneously holding a firm faith and belief in what can be. Surrender is made even more whole and more complete when done in synergy with, used in synergy with the other virtues. When patience is applied. When faith is applied. Surrender definitely requires the virtue of faith. So staying resolute, staying strong, being determined, being committed and resolved. But completely giving it over to the higher power, to the higher light, to the divine love that knows no bounds, to the divine light that casts no shadow. Because there is that divine light that is so magnanimous, so omnipotent and omnipresent that it casts no shadow. It, there is no shadow. But that is the light of God.
that as you surrender in selfless service, you become the instruments and the emissaries and the co-creators of and with. Be the instruments for change. Be the instruments for healing. I mentioned in my last message, and I will close with this, at how much healing there is to do in the world right now. Well, that is only amplifying exponentially as this dark night of the soul happening collectively for humanity will be reaching its peak, its apex during this winter. During this winter time and this winter season and this winter solstice that begins this winter season. And you all can surrender and you all can do your part, play your role. Selflessly serve and be of service in a way that is in true to your uniqueness and yet true to each other and to the bond that you all share and to the virtue of unity and oneness that can give you so much more strength there is an old saying of united you stand, divided, you fall. It's a very true statement. When you stand in unity, when you stand in that connectedness, that selfless service, in that surrender, you stand in your power, in your oneness, as good shall be done. And even in those shortcomings and even in the ways in which you feel that you may be personally failing or you may be failing others or even in the ways in which you feel like you may be collectively failing. There is always going to be opportunities to heal. and new opportunities coming to rise. And as I said, as the dawn advances, things get lighter and lighter. Shadow does not cease to exist in your third dimensional lives. It even exists and all of the other dimensions of the material world in different ways. But it changes. And so there's a collective emergence and there is a new boom of energy and life force and light and life-giving ener life energy 
coming in, streaming in, and that will get stronger and stronger. It is a promise. As each new day Just as with every winter, there is the promise of spring. Just as with every night, there is the promise of day. From my heart to yours. I remind you of this promise. May it bring you peace. Now and always. That's the end of the message. Let's just take a moment to say a silent prayer of thankfulness and appreciation for the message. And then we'll bring it full circle back to the praise. We're just going to do the Adonai Elohim just a couple times just to complete the process. Adonai Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. Deep inhale and exhale. And then we'll slowly bring ourselves up out of the meditation. As I'm coming up out of the meditation, I'm experiencing what I experienced many times, and that's that I don't know what to say. I feel speechless after some of these messages. I just feel speechless. Um, there were a lot of visuals, too many to pull through, too many to describe, ultimately. A lot, a lot of visuals around um, every time we would speak about the, the dawn and his different stages of the dawn, which he's been giving me visuals of, like he said, since 2012. And it's literally, there have been days in which I felt like he was asking me to do so again today. Um, and even encouraging others listening to this 
to like get up at dawn and like watch you know go through for those those all those stages especially if you can be somewhere where you know like um we can see the horizon and stuff I mean that's that would be even best but anywhere just really encouraging you know watching those 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 early early moments um in all those different stages uh, so that we're familiar with it and so that it can kind of you know, it's kind of like, okay, go back, you know, you know revisit this, like, re-experience this, like, reconnect with this, um, you know, so that it, it, it helps, it's an analogy that is given to help us explain uh, this bigger uh, shift that he's ultimately describing. Um, and then he has to use, use metaphor for, basically, and analogies and metaphors for, because there's nothing else that we have that he can use to help us describe it or understand it. I don't have those messages up that he's talking about or referencing um, on the podcast, but what I'm going to do is see if I can get them released by the solstice. Um, there's a series of messages that uh, was um, that he's specifically referencing that was channeled in December 21st, 2012. Uh, the day before, the day of, and the day after those three messages, and then also um, the following solstice. So uh, there's at least three or four messages that I felt like he was referencing there that it would be really helpful context for people to be able to be able to listen to those messages. So I'm going to see if um, my assistant Jeff can help me release those by maybe sometime around the solstice to be able to have those as free gifts for everybody. I usually like to release something for the holidays um, as free gifts for everybody, so that would be one, something that we could do. Pull out the archives. I definitely know where they are in the archives. Just pull them out. I felt felt like that would be helpful. I also had um, a lot of imagery, um, incredible energy, movement, motion uh, that I would feel whenever he was talking about how the um, how the um, the virtues work together, uh, how they 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 synergize, uh, and, and just how dynamic that started feeling. And it was like he bring in this virtue and that virtue and this other one and like just how dynamic um you know it's not boring whatsoever <laughs> sometimes i think people think the the shadow is much more exciting you know and all that shadow stuff is you know the, the, the much more exciting stuff but no this very dynamic synergy that exists uh when all these virtues are working together is way more exciting than anything the shadows and the shadow i was also very um aware uh at one point uh, when he was talking about um, the, the, the shadow and the resistance and the ego's resistance, uh, the ego's resistance that it's going to have. I was very aware of how, you know, there's those parts of the shadow that we're just enthralled with that we, we like and, and, and that we don't want to get rid of. And I think that's, um, uh, you know, something that we also need to be looking at. Um, yeah, so let's see what else starting to fade pretty quickly and I'm coming up out of it. There was something else that, one that stood out to me. What was it? Hmm. Yeah, must not, must not be meant to say something about it right now. Okay, 
Thank you so much, everybody. This has been, um, as always, a real blessing. I will work to get this up as soon as possible, but please give me a few days. But we will be notifying everybody and sending out an email once it is available um, up on the page as the podcast. Like I, like I said in the beginning, it'll be put up as a free podcast for everybody to listen to and share. And please feel free to share them. I mean, uh, share uh, the the with with friends and family that these are happening, um, and share uh, that that the podcast once the podcast is out. I don't really have the opportunity to have any of you ask questions or make comments today, but. Um, there are still several of you on the on the phone, and also just unmute everybody after I turn off the recording, so everybody can at least all say goodbye. And if you have something you want to talk to me about, please feel free to email me. Um, if you want to do a private session, you can always sign up for private sessions, which these angel readings are then your angels and guides that can speak to you, and also the angelic healing work.